welcome to Melanated Conversations, our narrative and our perspective. Here on the podcast, we are amplifying the voices of Black women and sharing their powerful stories of transformation. I'm Tarian. And I'm Yana. Let's start the show. Welcome back to another episode of Melanated Conversations. I'm your co-host, Tarian. And I'm your co-host, Yana. Yes. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. Man, can you believe it, Yana? We are in season five. This is crazy. This is crazy. Like, oh my goodness. Just, I just want to say thank you, first of all, to our listeners who have been rocking with us from day one. We appreciate y'all so much because without you, there would be no melanated conversation. So we appreciate you, but forget all of that. Because we've got a very special guest with us today. Y'all know we love to bring on new friends, people, women who are out here doing the dang thing. And this is, I'm so excited for the conversation that we're going to have today. But first, let me welcome Miss Lady T or Lady Trinette Wilson to the show today. Welcome. Thank you so much for joining us. I wish I could do a curtsy for you. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. Funny, uh, that conversation about Kirchies came up with uh, Megan uh, doing Oprah's interview today uh, this past week. It did. I didn't catch the whole interview, but that, yeah, I I caught some of the high level moments. Um. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) right, 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 right. Well, we're excited to have you join us. Thank you for saying yes. This is actually the conversation that we'll be having today, you guys. So Lady Trinette, she is all the things, she knows all things etiquette. And we're going to get into that conversation a little bit later. But I'm I'm excited to hear and learn more about it because I'm going to be honest, I have not been professionally trained. I've been trained by my mom and my big mama, but you've been been professionally (laughs) trained. I'm just, I'm love to hear more about that space and, and you know, how we can grow and learn and in that area. But before we get started, Lady T, Terry and I always like to play a little game that we call don't drop the mic. And we'll give you kind of a list of three or four items. And one of those items has to go forever. Mm -hmm. So since we all share in the same space that we all live in the DFW area, we're all in the Dallas area, you guys. So hopefully once, you know, well, Texas is actually open, but it's not necessarily, it's not open for us yet. We're still quarantined. I don't think we closed. (laughs) <laughs> you know what you are absolutely right <laughs> you are right about that yes let's think about some I want to do I was trying to think of a few deep restaurants but I'm just I'm just gonna go like very generic like Texas kind of quote-unquote favorites here okay. name give me one out of the three which one you would say will have to go forever so Okay. We have Fuel City Tacos, Whataburger, or Me Casina? Me Casina. You're getting rid of Me Casina? Me Casina. She, Lady T was like, there was no hesitation. (laughs) None whatsoever. Oh, okay. You said Whataburger. Fuel City. Fuel City and Me Casina. Casina. Whataburger. 
You said that without hesitation. Because here's it's the like thing. You got, you got beef with Listen, I Listen, I'm not a native Texan. You know that. I'm not a native Texan. And that's not, we didn't grow up with Whataburgers. I mean, I knew about them. But here it's like, it's it, like Whataburger definitely had some clout around here. But I'm just not a fan of Whataburger. So I'm going to stick with it. So Whataburger's got to go for me. Well, I'm with Lady T on this one. I'm going to have to give up me, Casina. I like, I, I like me, Casina, but I mean, Whataburger, I'm, I want to keep that, but I just can't, I, I, I can't give up my Fuel City tacos. Like, if y'all don't know about Fuel City tacos, this is a, yes, this is a plug for Fuel City, but not a plug <laughs> for Fuel City because we're not sponsored by Fuel City. But um, <laughs> if you are ever in the Dallas, the DFW area, I think there are a few locations. I think they just opened one kind of like in the, the in Cedar area. Hill. What is that, Lady Team? They, they opened open. one right here in Cedar Hill on Joe. Okay. Oh, Not that I freak with it a lot, but you know, I heard it's weird. <laughs> this is a safe space, Trinette. This is a safe space, okay? If you do, you do. That's what it is. I mean, yeah, that's funny. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah, so yes. Fuel City tacos, and then they usually have the little corn stand. What was was it called? The elote stand right beside it. Get you some corn. Yes, you haven't really been fully integrated into Texas until you had a Fuel City taco. So I know Terry, you probably haven't been, but you haven't been fully integrated. And I'm a little had so no, I've had the elotes before. Somebody had, and I was able to taste it, but I just have not. Been, but I've heard wonderful things about it, and that's that's crazy because I actually I got rid of Whataburger over Fuel City. Mm-hmm. Well, that's, that's cool. neither here nor there. I'm, yeah. You know. <laughs> well, <laughs> this this conversation is not going to be all about food, which we could make it all about food because it's for me especially because I'm, I'm a such a foodie. But no, this this conversation is all about Lady T today, mm-hmm. and we want to just you know kick off our chat with you, Lady T. Yes, absolutely. So before we really get into the meat of this conversation, can you just tell us and our listeners just a little bit about your backstory? Who is Lady Trinette Wilson? What what are your roots? How would people or your closest friends or family, how would they describe you? So just give us a little backstory on who you are. Well, thank you so much. Well, I'm a mother. I was a, I'm a teen, former teen parent, actually. And I'm a wife of 31 years. All of my children are grown. I'm a grandparent now. I'm in my mid fifties now. And so Lady T is a woman who has family first, always. My family's always been of paramount importance to me. And then on the other side, as a business executive, I've worked in the field of nonprofit management for 20 years before I switched over to etiquette in debutante training. So I had entered the nonprofit field because I was a teen mom and I thought, oh, I could just, I can go in this field and really make a difference and, and teach other girls not to be teen moms. But I noticed as I was going out to talk about teen pregnancy, they wanted me to give out condoms and birth control pills, but the girls hadn't even bathed. They hadn't said thank you. So I thought they needed some basic stuff. Before we talk about sex, let's talk about taking care of ourselves. And so that's then is when my focus really, really changed. Wrote my first in 52 books later. I write curriculums from school, churches, organizations. I'm a ghost writer for some of some of the uh, nation's top people. And so that's kind of 
who Lady T is, a very a connected person to the community and a great love for young women, young adult women like yourself, and of course, for family. Yes, I love that. I love yeah. that. And I love the approach that you took. Like, you know, let's start with the basics of caring and loving ourselves first, which kind of bridges into the question that I had for you was how did you really bridge into what was that pivotal moment for you in etiquette? And did you actually yourself, did you go through any formal etiquette training or debutante training? I did. Well, you know, as a teen mom, I was kind of, you know, ostracized from community. So I would volunteer a lot and help people a lot just to try to feel uh, as a part of something. And then I dropped out of high school. So I had to go back my senior year and I picked up all of my junior, all of my senior classes and graduated with a scholarship in English and went over to North Texas State University where I was embraced by my sorority, the Alpha Kappa Alpha Sorority Incorporated. Uh, So that's where my first taste of etiquette came from was being at AKA and they just embraced me and loved me. And so I started taking hospitality classes because there's not a specific class for etiquette. So you have to go into the hospitality field, business administration. And so that's how I got my training is going through those classes and being a part of an organization that made that a requirement that we had etiquette. Awesome. Awesome. And so it's so interesting too, that, you know, the parallel of your path, because, and it's, it's a, it's a great story. You're, you're a great example of, you can be more than what, you know, your initial your, your story circumstance or your circumstances. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. I know you had a question, Terry, so I'll let you go. As you just stated that, you know, your introduction to etiquette or the etiquette community, I, don't, I wouldn't call it community, but just into that space came from a passion that you had for young women in, in circumstances that, you know, sometimes they just, they couldn't you know, they were just a product of their circumstances. And so now you've created a space in etiquette to where you go and you serve underserved communities and you've actually established the largest etiquette association, the National Association of Urban Etiquette uh, Professionals, which I think is amazing. Can you, can you, can you walk us through that process and how you got to this place? Because that's, that's no small task whatsoever. That's major. You know, my husband always teases me because I can't just do anything halfway. If we're (laughs) going to do it, let's do it all the way. And so I looked at this etiquette field and debutante training. I said, well, when I first entered entered this field 20 years ago, there was no one doing it of my race that was doing it purposely in a urban community. And so when you get trained in this area, often they they cut us out of the of this field. It is very lucrative. So together we made about $750,000 last year teaching etiquette workshops and classes and debutante training. And so we were cut out of that field based on the cost for the certification, which ran anywhere from 3,000 up to $8,000. And so what I did was I said, first, we have to identify the women who want to teach this in these communities and then make the price point where at least they can afford it on a basic level. And then, you know, we have different stages and levels that you can go to. But basic, let's start at the basic level. So I just developed a program since I was a curriculum writer. I wrote a curriculum and then I just stepped out on faith, ladies. If I could tell anyone um, in your audience, I started this vision with $10.26. 
by building a website, a website that housed my curriculum. And in the first day I made, I mean, that $10.26, I mean, come on now. And so <laughs> 25 years later, I'm still eating on that first step of faith. Mm-hmm. So what I would say to you is if, if it looks daunting, if it looks overwhelming, do what you can do and watch God step in and do the rest for you. So I took that first step in operating in that space. There was no black etiquette consultants who were had an association, if you will. So I started the association. So the first day I offered the certification, the first people who walk in is Queen Latifah's hairdresser. Wow. A guy who was on Living Single and Miss Black USA. So when that happened, I knew I was on the right path that really important people wanted to make a difference in their community. They just needed a platform to do so. So I built that platform and we've been running ever since 250 uh, consultants later. That is amazing. I mean, just knowing a little bit about your backstory, even before this conversation, it was already amazing to me anyway you know when you read something but when you actually hear it from someone and get their their actual take on like the process it's amazing it's amazing (laughs) to me because like again I want to keep going back in a circle but it's important especially for our listeners to grasp this like it's not how you start it's how you move and how you finish and you know, you took an industry, you, you took something that you didn't actually have a form training, formal training or knowledge in yourself and something that we weren't represented in and established a lane for us. And I know so often this is normally, this is, this is a, a common kind of thread for us when we're breaking barriers. It's always because there's no lane that has been created or we've been left out of either the conversation or the experience. And for you to, you know, go against all the odds and build something from scratch for, for, with $10 and 26 cents. Can we, can we, yeah. can we process that you guys? She had $10. Think about at the time of this recording, people have probably gotten their stimulus checks. Right. There are some dreams that you have implanted in you. Mm-hmm. That has been boiling inside of you. Absolutely. And we have someone here today that literally with $10 built a whole establishment and 25 years later is still moving and, yes. and not only for herself, but she has paved the way for so many others in this industry to create their own brands and businesses in, yes. within this, this, this whole community. Yeah. That's uh, that's the one thing. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to cut you off. No, you're that good. Was the one... I was about to get the preview. This ain't what I'm here for. <laughs> but no, that was the one thing that kept running through my mind. I was like, man, you had what people would look look at and say, man, she had so many setbacks, or she wasn't set up. You know what I mean? To to be quote unquote successful or 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 whatever. And it was like you had a passion. You were determined. Number one to go back, to finish school, to get, you got a scholarship. Like think to, I always think of like, you think of those people who have made impacts in the world. And what if they had hit a roadblock and they said, I can't do this anymore, or I don't think I can do this, or I don't think I can move forward. And the things that 
everyone else would miss out on because somebody chose to give up. You know what I mean? Lady Teach, you didn't, you, you chose to keep pushing forward. And because of your choice to keep pushing forward and to persevere through your struggles and overcome them, you have become, I, I would say some mobile, like, you know what I mean? Like you have, you have like blaze trails. <laughs> You have blazed trails and like Yana said, in an industry where, where yes, we are not represented. I, I remember as a kid, I, I was in Girl Scouts and we had to take etiquette classes, get your little etiquette badge or whatever. Mm. And not once was there ever a black woman represented mm. in that space. And we, I am the, my troop that I was in, a part of was a black Girl Scout troop, like our leader, everyone, the girls, all the girls were black, but the organization that we were paired with to, you know, go through the training, it was a white woman. So I think this definitely intrigued me to have it for us to have this conversation with you. Cause I was like, I, I can't think of anybody. <laughs> I can't think of anyone like a black Well, not only either. that too, is because, you know, it's kind of one of those things, you know, if you know, and for those of us who are not really for the wider population, a lot of people don't really know about the etiquette space True. overall in general, unless they've been introduced to it in some sort. And part of that, again, like we said, we need, and that's what, this is why it's, we definitely, you deserve all your flowers because mm-hmm. what Very you created fun. is create, because you know, you can't, this is a massive feat that you plant the seed, but the branches that you, you've created a way for other people to branch off of the seed that you've planted and you've created a wider view. I mean, a a wider access to an industry that a lot of us are not afforded or even have the, don't even have the concept of knowing that there's something like this exists. Yeah. So I think that's it's happening all the time. A lot of people don't realize etiquette is happening all the time. (laughs) It covers over 200 areas of a person's life. So it's not just about dining, but we have business etiquette, image etiquette, public speaking etiquette, so many areas that etiquette pervades is pervasive everywhere, but we don't see it. So Mm -hmm. the meaning of etiquette Mm -hmm. is ticket access. It gives you access. So if you don't have proper etiquette, guess what? You don't have access to some things that you want. And so our kids were getting kept out of that access. Even our adults, I do a lot of training with young adult women who have master's degrees, doctorate's degrees, but they have poor etiquette skills. They have poor interpersonal skills. So they didn't know how to sit in a boardroom with millionaires, with executives and carry themselves properly. And so as a non in a nonprofit field, I had to ask these millionaires for money. So it gave me a perfect window into how to teach people how to behave in their presence on private jets, on little places. You know, we as African-Americans, we always think, you know, big shine, shine, you know, Louis, Gucci. No, when you go into these spaces with multimillionaires and billionaires, they'll take you to a place and you'll be like, this place looks like it costs $5. And so, because their money isn't, their focus isn't money anymore. Right. right? It's your focus, but it's not theirs. So they don't, they don't look at value, look at those things as valuable as we do. So I wanted to introduce my people to a luxury brand. Mm -hmm. And that's really why I also wrote this book, The Royal Black and Elite. 
Because what I found in my research is that this was a part of us from the very beginning. But because we were always taught that we were oppressed and slaves and somebody else's employee, we did not realize that there were so many great people in our history. So all of it ties into why I did it, why I felt etiquette is important and what it has really done to move executives to the next level. I love that. I love that too. And while we're on the topic of Royal Black and Elite, because I want to talk about a couple of your your books, but definitely because you've authored 52 of them that's just right can we also say that she is like a serial writer (laughs) serial author i like to call it i call it a prolific writer prolific thank you yes you are you are because i'm just working on my first and when i saw 52 i was just she got one every week in the the, in the year yeah (laughs) So Royal Black and Elite, I know you were kind of touching on what inspired the book. Could you go a little bit deeper and a little second part of that question, because I know you were talking about it's important for Black women to know the history Mm -hmm. when it comes to Black women who are part of the Royal and Elite societies. Why do you feel this information shouldn't be ignored? Oh, because it's been ignored far too long and it has pigeonholed our girls. And, you know, I don't want to disparage anyone in their come up in the entertainment Mm -hmm. industry. I'm in their presence in the entertainment industry. But when black women have been degraded to the level of what we saw on the Grammy Awards with the presentation of uh, Mm -hmm. Megan Thee Stallion and Cardi B, the world embraces us as that. Yeah. When in truth, we are a more of a, a level of a Michelle Obama. <laughs> you know? And so I thought it important for us to continue the conversation that that does not represent um, me. Now, that may represent some women. And I'm not, again, disparaging any women who operate in that space. But there are uh, others who don't operate in that space. And I believe that I thought it important that we had, you know, showed that how important we were. So if you look at Bridgerton on Netflix, which is a new show, Queen Charlotte of mecklenburg Stralitz was not the first Black woman to sit on the throne. She actually was the second Black woman to sit on the throne. Queen Hanalt was the first. She was the mother of Edward, the Black King. And so a lot of times we um, don't know who we are, where we come from. If you've ever heard, we have 26, by the way, amazing people in Royal Black and Elite that I did research on, from royalty to nobility to business ownership, and then closing with the etiquette instructors. So one um, lady that I covered was Maxine Powell. She was the uh, Motown, a mother maven of etiquette, and she taught Diana Ross, The Temptations, and she was right there from Texarkana, Texas. So I thought it important that you knew people who that were, you know, right here in proximity to you that who did such powerful and wonderful things. So I thought it important. In fact, Queen Charlotte, Charlotte, North Carolina is named after her. Mm -hmm. Um, And then we had people like, I don't know if you've ever heard of the the book Robin Hood. Mm hmm. Or the Three Musketeers. Yes. Or the Nutcracker Ballet. Yes. All written by a Black man named Alexandre Dumas. And he was a French African. So a lot of times we don't even know. We sit up looking at Three Musketeers and never in a million years did we know a Black man wrote that. Mm. 
Mm-hmm. My goodness. A lot of times people don't know that Abraham's Lincoln's fashion designer and seamstress was a black woman, Madam Keekley. So I brought people to life in this book, 26 of them, who were beyond anything we could have ever imagined. The richest black man in the world, Mansa Musa. Yes. Um, also covered him in here. So just a lot of great people. We have a short paragraph that you can read to get the summation. And then we have the whole um, write-up of the person. So there's no reason why you can't read it. <laughs> I love this. You're going to keep hearing me say this throughout the conversation. I'm sorry, but I love this. And although you were giving us like snippets of the book, it was still like lessons in there. And I'm like, this needs to be a whole curriculum in, in our schools, right? Yes. Well, it's yes. exciting right now. I'm, I'm getting contacted by libraries across the country, oh, okay. as well as HBCUs. And I'm getting ready to start my talks with the, st- the state of Texas, making this one of the required readings for history. Yes. Absolutely. Yes. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. And that was really my goal from the very beginning. You know, I use etiquette to open the door, but in truth, I am a nerd du jour and I love, and I love research and I love history. Um, And so that actual, the etiquette piece actually gave me the segue I needed into the Royal piece. So it actually worked out perfectly. Genius. Genius. (laughs) You are operating in your zone of genius and I love it. Come on, sis. Come on, yes. you, know what, you know what we're talking about. Yes, ma'am. <laughs> We've less competence, honey. We are we in we in genius right now. Yes. Yes. <laughs> I'm trying to keep my composure. I'm trying to be like, but uh, <laughs> first of all, yes, please. Well, we'll have at the end of the show, we'll you know tell you how you can plug in. To yeah, Lady Trinette and all her work, but definitely get Royal Black and Elite. Please. One for you, one for your your friends, your sisters, your cousins, your brothers, your nieces, nephews, birthdays oh, coming everybody. up. There's always a time and a place, but I'll talk about that a little later. But definitely. Yes, yes. yes. Let, I, I want to talk uh, some more. I know Yana, because Yana is, is the writer. She's the, she's the writer of, of You know of so the, much I wanted of, to go the there. Duo. Like, this, well, no, I mean, we're going to stay, we're, we're going to stay on the books. We're going to stay on the books. Let's talk about your book or your, your, yes, your book called, or series, I'm sorry, that you wrote for young girls called Bougie Girl Chronicles. Now, what, what inspired you to write this and why did you, what, why the name Bougie Girls? I want to know. You I just know. love it. I just love it <laughs> because all of us have a little bit of bougie in us. Mm-hmm. You all of us do. And so it really bougie is about being brilliant, outstanding, unique, innovative girls. It's not really about I'm driving a, a driving a you know some foreign car or right. I'm, I walk around with my my nose stuck up. So for me, bougie was about these brilliant girls who are often in predominantly urban, underserved communities who, if they just get an opportunity to get a access, just a little exposure that perhaps they won't be that one who takes the path that we don't want, you know, that could lead to her downfall. Right. Uh, let's just put it like that. So I, I did bougie girls to give girls access uh, to another world of bouginess. It's about a, a little girl, Mia. She, she uh, has to go to a camp for a summer to learn all about etiquette and being a young lady and just kind of the interactions between those girls and Right now, Royal Black and Elite and Bougie Girls are my two top sellers. 
Wow. I can see mm-hmm. that. Yes, I can. Definitely. <laughs> definitely. No, I was I was looking at those and I, I love how each each book in the series had like mm-hmm. a specific area that what was yes. the, what was the character's name? What's Mia. Name? Mia. Mia. Mia Carmichael. <laughs> Yes. So I was like, yes, this would be, and this is, this is like even a good bridge for the introduction to the etiquette space and etiquette world. And we actually do the etiquette in the book as well. So we do give them a little bit of, you know, where the four go in there, a small small lesson, because I know sometimes, you know, parents don't, but I would encourage parents, listeners, if you have an opportunity to sign your daughter up for an etiquette workshop, especially dining image, public speaking, and business etiquette. These four areas are areas that we encounter every single day. Now, if you want to go deeper, we do one-on-ones. We do um, classes through Zoom. I work, me, myself, I don't teach etiquette anymore unless it's an executive level training or an executive level one-on-one young adult. I'm always interested in young adults moving up in their careers. But my staff and my association members are I mean, highly trained and ready for you. We have judges, we have lawyers, we have a director of cybersecurity for AT&T. So we have a lot of of very, very important people who work as a part of our etiquette association. Wow. Can anyone join the association or be a member? Is there a process to join or a certification (laughs) that you have to go through to be a part of even just from like the member side versus someone who wants maybe listening and they've been wanting to break into the etiquette industry. What kind of pathways are there for it? So being an etiquette instructor is super duper fun. And (laughs) I have, God has been so awesome because it's taken me to platforms I would have never been on with, with politicians, with uh, entertainers that I would have never been. So if you're looking to start a consultant business, we do have a certification process that you have to go through. We have different levels of certification, everything from basic to advanced. So an advanced level person would be someone who is working in the executive space, whereas as a, a basic person, basic certification would be for someone who maybe wants to teach etiquette at a school or at churches, organizations, like at the at the Girl Scouts, like we were talking about. Mm-hmm. So we have that level available. Then we have a membership level available for those who have already, say they've gotten certified somewhere else, but they want to join our association because we have ongoing teaching and training and, and connection. So then we have that as well. They will have to take a test in order to to become a member. But the reason we test you and train you so well is because a lot of times when we walk in a room, they are taken aback that we are African-Americans. Mm-hmm. So we do have to have even more knowledge. That's why I also wrote, wrote Royal Black and Elite so that people in general can understand we, we didn't come from caves. Right. You know, we've been, we've been royal from the very, very beginning. And so I just try to teach the women all around about our culture, about etiquette and the space that it belongs in within our communities. And so call us up at, I mean, you can log on to www.naueep, like in Paul, dot com to find out more information. Awesome. Awesome. Yes. And it doesn't matter like where is it? nationwide you can anywhere in the U.S. or U.S. territories that you can be certified and and someone can create their own platform so 
like Terry and I, are, I don't know if we even told you this, but Terry and I are actually cousins. We're first cousins. So. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> so like if we wanted to do something like this and bring this back home to our, we're originally from Arkansas, you, it doesn't matter where you are. You can be a part, you can get the training, be certified and take this wherever you go. Yes. And that's what's so excellent about it. Etiquette is really universal. Right. Mm-hmm. So the mm-hmm. fork goes on the left, no matter what the right, the, 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 the glass goes on the right, no matter what. So we right. take this, inf- you can go anywhere. We have uh, about 35 states covered. We also have Zimbabwe, the Bahamas, England. So we have people even outside of our country who do these classes. Now, when we do international etiquette training, that's a little different. But yes, domestic for American basic protocol? Absolutely. In Arkansas, we get calls quite often from that area. Yes, looking for us to come into the schools and the churches. And I don't have anybody on the ground there. So yes, we would love, yes, 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 (laughs) for people all over the country. (laughs) Okay. Tap in, tap in, tap, tap, tap in. No, so many things have been running through my mind through this whole conversation. So yeah, we're going to have to talk offline, Lady T. I actually just wanted to ask just from this perspective, because, you know, you were, you were the groundbreaker in this, in this industry. What, what issues do you, you kind of touched on a little bit about, you know, having to train, you know, your, your leaders and your, your teachers in this space that, you know, you may be the only one that, in the room that look right. like you or they might not notice I mean they will look at you differently well not look at you differently but they'll be surprised that you are a black person showing up in this space right so were there any kind of hurdles or or things that, that you still maybe have to navigate or you know not even just you personally but people under you in this in this space in the etiquette world like did you have any I don't want to say setbacks, but was there some like real leaps that you, that you noticed that you had to like push Being able to like break into that industry? Yes. You Mm -hmm. know, really more so than anything was I had to advocate and educate my own community about the value of etiquette. So they would want you to come in, but of course, you know, sister pay it forward you know it was always you know they wanted me to pay it forward and I said oh no 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 we're not gonna pay I paid it forward already for 20 years we're not gonna pay nothing else for <laughs> so learning how to place value around what we were doing and the packages because you could go into another space and I know etiquette instructors in that space training at the executive level one contract was two hundred thousand dollars and in in our space we couldn't get So we thought, okay, so that was the first thing I felt was the barrier was to educate my own people about the value of etiquette and that it was worth what we were charging and and that it was valuable. Mm -hmm. After And so the debutante piece really helped with that because most parents automatically know if their daughter is going to be a debutante, that they're going to have to pay something. So I kept connecting the two together so that automatically people were starting their mind thinking, okay, this is going to cost. And then also highlighting the values, a difference between a young lady, a young man who had been through an etiquette program and one who had not. And the money, the money is is striking. They make anywhere from, you know, a hundred thousand or more a year based on that. So don't be fooled because you see artists, a music artist or a athlete out there maybe acting, you know, a certain way, know that in those business meetings, he is suited up and booted up, mm-hmm. sitting up straight, 
talking like he have some sense. So a lot of times the TV market stuff that's not, that's not real. So I needed to re-educate my people. So that's what that's when I started writing the books and, and teaching etiquette from a different way so people could start the conversation. That's good. Got to buy into the product, so to speak. You have to, because it wasn't like anybody was sitting around saying, hey, you know what we need today? Right. We need an right. etiquette class. Yeah. <laughs> so I had to convince you that you actually needed etiquette. <laughs> right. Right. And I, I don't love have how, to do that anymore. Right. And I love how you form it from the standpoint of etiquette is not just, you know, sitting at a dinner table, but it allows you access into a multitude of spaces that you don't even realize that, you know, you, we, there, there's, you know, you have to conduct yourself in, in a certain way or in a specific way in certain spaces. And so I love the fact that, that it is, you coined it as this, this is allowing you access into these different spaces, which is very, very cool. I love that. It's basically, it's more life skills training. Like what are the yeah. skills that you need to carry for in life that will take you to the next stage and next level in, in those phases? And Absolutely. I think we had like some introduction to some of these pieces of that when, which we don't even see that anymore in curriculum nowadays is what was home economics or mm-hmm. family consumer science back in the, I want to say back in the day, but yeah, back in the day. <laughs> I mean, um, <laughs> because I do remember we had to formally have conduct a traditional table setting and learn how to use which proper utensil and how you address people. And we had to have like a real like conversation and things like that. And also in college, when I was working on the side of career services, we offered like a workshop for the same type of business training. So some people are introduced to it in little pockets, but they don't understand the whole multitude. And I love how you break it down. And also in so many different ways, you give the history of it, mm-hmm. but how you connect it to our people, but you also break it down into, you know, even thinking about it from your series for the Bougie Girl Chronicles and how you can break it down from that level where you can like the training, there's no age limit. There's no age yeah. um, minimum, like this is something that can be incorporated in each phase and phase of your lifestyle. So absolutely. Absolutely. And you know that what you will see is in in the book becoming, I think we all are becoming as you grow and I'm I'm in my fifties now and I'm still becoming, Mm -hmm. but if you never see what, those things. So as, as far as learning how to carry yourself gracefully, this year, our theme is the year of the lady. And in May, it's National Etiquette Week. In October, we have the distinct pleasure of hosting our, this will be our uh, fourth conference in the city. Uh, we're going down to North Carolina to Dr. Charlotte Hawkin Brown Palmer Institute. And Dr. Brown was the first Black woman who was on a wide scale recognized for etiquette. And she actually, I know maybe maybe people haven't heard of this lady, but this lady is named Emily Post. Emily Post is like the mother of etiquette in America, but mm-hmm. Dr. Charlotte Hawkins Brown was her contemporary. And during this time, Dr. Charlotte Hawkins Brown wrote a book called What to What to Wear, What to Say. And it was the first black book on etiquette. And Emily Post took that book and took it for herself and became 
the etiquette guru in America when Dr. Charlotte Hawkins Brown was really the woman who was the mother of etiquette for Black America. She actually ran a whole school for Booker T. Washington at the Tuskegee Institute. Um, So these people are some powerful people. And so in the first week of weekend of October, we will be at her actual university on the campus of her university. We'll be able to see her house and her history for our conference. So each year we try to move everything forward and give people a different look at etiquette and to yeah. be in such in, in that history and standing in that institute y'all know i'm gonna just pass completely out because it's such <laughs> an honor <laughs> no i think it's so cool i love how you're able to like man like the the, the historical parts you know of, of etiquette and like all these black people who have contributed to contributed to the world of etiquette i is completely amazing i thought it was so funny when you mentioned maxine power earlier I had no idea she was from Texarkana, Texas. I didn't either. But I remember probably about a month ago, I was watching a documentary on Motown and they mentioned her. And that, so you said her name. And I was like, like, oh, I know, like I'm familiar with her. But about how she was like the in-house mother who helped to train the, the, the artist. But but yeah, the artist and how, mm-hmm. you know, a lot of like they were mentioning how like the Supremes are pretty rough around the edges initially and there's no you know we don't even have that picture of the supremes in our head like we there's no way i could ever imagine those women ever being rough around the edges because they were so elegant and so graceful and they had this poise about themselves but i just i I don't know i just thought that was cool because that was something that i just learned from you i had no idea she was from texarkana texas and that's what i'm saying a lot of our history is hidden about these really I mean, very interesting people. And yes. I thought if we could bring these people alive for for um, our community, we would look at ourselves differently and stop all of this acceptance of a less than, that there mm-hmm. is a standard that we have to live up to, a heritage. And, and when I look at some of the things going on, I look at these awesome women in this book and, and men as well. And I know they're, they're just probably turning over in their grave. <laughs> I bet they're like, whoa. And so I think it's our responsibility and what an honor and duty it is to bring this information out. So I really appreciate you ladies allowing me to share with you today. Oh, thank thank you you for sharing with us. Do you, you think this is going to be something that you continue on? Like it's it's, because I feel like this is just part one of Royal Black and Elite. I know (laughs) we need more. We need more. Yes. (laughs) Um, So what my goal is, we're, we're, we're working on two different things for 2022. Uh, with the Royal Black and Elite bringing um, it is in video form and doing a, like a little documentary. So that's one thing that we're working on. And then I'm so excited to announce that we will do, we'll be doing a, a six, I mean, excuse me, a seven episode, a webisode for the Bougie Girl Chronicles. And oh. that are actually, the, but the Bougie Girl, she'll actually be an adult. So we're going to take it to another level. Oh, and okay. uh kind of show them how etiquette works in the adult world. And uh, so Miss Bougie Girl will be, her name is uh, Silence, and Miss Silence is going to be in a whole lot of trouble. <laughs> uh oh, I am here for it. I love that. I love, love I'm that. looking forward to that. And yes. I can't wait to get my copy of Royal Black and Elite. Just Absolutely. Oh, thank you. Thank you Absolutely. so much. Before we get into our closing questions, I, I if you could just 
you know, fancy me really quick. But would you mind sharing maybe one or two or maybe three just small tips of etiquette tips that we could just use in our everyday life, if you don't mind sharing with us and our listeners? Sure, sure, absolutely. So, well, let's just do something real simple. If you put both of your hands in an okay sign, the left stands for B, the right stands for B. Bread always on the left, drink always on the right. B. So that's just a real simple when you sit, if you have several different glasses or several different plates there and you don't know which one is yours, just do that B and D and that'll get you kind of focused on where to go. In business, okay. always use black ink, never blue. And those are, you know, <laughs> a lot of people don't know that, but right. that is, yeah, that's certainly true. Also in business, always, of course, make eye contact when you are meeting someone for the first time. But because of COVID, do not extend your hand out. Right now, you follow the lead of the executive. So if they kind of do just kind of most people are kind of going like that, just kind of bowing one time and that's about it. And so follow their lead. So those are three quick ones that will get you in the door. Thank you very much. Those are extremely helpful. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I love the B&D. I think I've heard of that, but I never I don't think it was or I wasn't really paying attention. I don't know. But (laughs) um, I love that. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you for sharing that with us. Um, Well, this has just been a a great conversation. There's so much more I can go into, but I know we don't have the time today. Hopefully we can bring you back and talk more about your projects that you have going on with the web series and Royal Black and and Gucci Girl Chronicles. We'll definitely be following more on that in that journey. But kind of going into our closing questions, we always ask all of our guests on our show. If there is one word that you can choose that's powering you in 2021, what would that word be? Mm, perseverance. Perseverance. That's always a solid one. Always. Why, why, why perseverance for you? Whenever you are a, a uh, trailblazer, that means you have to, to clear the road. You have to clear the weeds. And sometimes you know, doing it day after day after day, you get, you get tired, you get sometimes even discouraged. So um, I'm, I'm a believer in Christ. And so I have a very strong prayer life. Mm-hmm. And, you know, he told, he tells me not to grow weary in well-doing. So I'm going to continue to keep moving forward, keep moving forward, but press perseverance. Definitely. Cause you know, at this age, I'm ready to Cadillac. I've got my little stand. <laughs> I told y'all off the rip, you know, off the top, I don't teach etiquette anymore. So. Right, right. <laughs> That's why when you gave us those three tips, I was like, Terry, I don't know, she don't teach that anymore. So well, she don't teach, but I was like, we're going to get something out of her. You're trying get to pull out of retirement. She said, we're, we're, we're going to become best friends, okay? <laughs> so perseverance. Perfect. Love it. Yes, absolutely. Well, you you shared with us that you you have the the webisode with Bougie Girl Chronicles that will be coming up, or you'll be working on that, and also the visual aspect to to the Black and Elite. Do you have any other works or projects that might be coming out later on this year that you'd like to share with, with our audience? Well, you know, one of the things I'm most excited about is we have a, a young women's leadership course. 
Okay. We will start our, we have a full-blown, tw- it's a 12-week program, so a whole three-month program in clusters that we do. But then we also have an accelerated program. And those are for people who are young men and women. The women, the young women's piece is for the only women, of course. Uh, but it's a leadership course that really, really kind of barrels down into really getting to your true, authentic leadership style. Mm-hmm. So we go from the leadership mindset, oftentimes, we have a lot of people call themselves bosses. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm a boss this, I'm a boss that, but they don't know the first thing about leadership. They don't know, you know, anything about it. And so we are going in and teaching that. And it, I'm so excited about this particular course. It's on. It's up on the website now, if you would like to go in and register for that. And so if, if there's anything that I'm really excited about coming down the pike, that one right there, that leadership, oh boy, it is so crucial because What happens is when you're dealing with people who've never been bosses and now they're calling themselves a boss, then they've missed the whole training piece. A lot of people go to Wharton Business School to learn how to be leaders. And so I think this will be a safe place for for people who've been calling themselves a boss, but they don't really know how to be one um, to land. And you just talked about operating your level of genius. We talk about a lot about that, getting to that authentic self and removing those barriers to really operating in in your true leadership. So that's what's coming up, y'all. We would love to have you. I hope everybody can join us for the Young Women's Leadership course. Awesome. Is there an age requirement for that, for that course? Girl, listen, what I've learned is <laughs> I used to do it for women 20 to 35. And then they came back, you know, women as old as 50 was like, baby, I'm still uh, young. And then after <laughs> yes. I reached 50 and went over that, I said, oh yeah, anybody can come. <laughs> yeah. Okay. No, I love that. Check out the site, you guys. All the information will be there. And of course there'll be other, I know you have like your curriculum and all your other certifications as well as what's the proper term for the for for the trainers or teachers under your oh there's okay they're certified etiquette consultants certified etiquette consultants thank you and then we also have our certified junior debutante directors and coordinators and like myself I'm Lady Trinette Wilson so as a lady what that means is so there's three definitions of that I first of all had to go through a program to learn how to be a lady so when you when you heard Megan Markle mention that she did not know how to curtsy mm-hmm. during during that there's a school called Debrett's in England and in Debrett's is the oldest established etiquette place in the world one course from them is anywhere from five to ten thousand dollars so that that's how, how how upper echelon this is. So I was shocked that they didn't have her trained in that, you know, in that area to do the curtsy and to learn those kind of things. So, yeah. you know, we, we, we teach not only the, you know, the dining and, and, and that, but we also teach that special stuff. We have a certification for pageant coaches. If you want to be a pageant coach. So as a lady, three definitions, one, you go through that course. Number two, you have to have a special relationship with the church and in, in, in within the church setting. So if you were the first lady or if you're a deacon's wife, you're a lady. So things like that. And then third, being a wife, uh, being, a, and I've been a wife for 31 years. We just uh, celebrated our 31st anniversary. So congratulations. Um, thank you so yes. much. We take, we take women through different trainings according to what they want to do. You got to earn that lady title. That's for oh, it's sure. a, oh, it's some work. It's some work. And then you know what? That is more so to, to let people, uh, again, making people understand that we are not that. 
Right. Mm -hmm. Whatever the um, culture is trying Mm -hmm. to define us as, no, we're not that. So you're going to put a handle on my name. Right. And it's going to be the correct, it's going to define who I am. Because immediately when you say lady, now you know you're talking to somebody different. You are absolutely right. Yes. So we have to define ourselves. Stop letting other people define us. A word. Yes. Oh, we're we're worthy of that same grace. And I think it's like you said, it's so important because sometimes it can be construed that being in that type of grace setting makes it appears makes, you know, we get that none, the negative connotation when it comes Mm -hmm. to bougie, but it's more about, you know, setting a standard, setting a standard of how you show up. Yeah. And you're you are a brand as a person and well that's what i was going to say representing your you represent you number one your culture your Mm -hmm. family but most of all you well for me anyway i represent god and so if i'm gonna if i'm gonna go out and i'm always beat down looking tired and complaining why would anyone want to talk to me at all and so when you show up you need and we have a program for national etiquette we say we call it be a, a socialite and a socialite is a social L-I-G-H-T. Oh, yeah. So we redefine that. Be a light in your community. Absolutely. I try to tell my 10-year-old, she's she's just at a phase where, you know, she's changing, you know, physically, but also, but she's still very like, she's never, she's never been that type of girl that's like really super cared about, you know how she dressed or, and then, and we don't try to push that type of stuff. I have one, my, my youngest daughter is more like, you know, into herself. And the other one is like books all day long, which we commend and we encourage that. But sometimes I'm like, child, when you get ready to walk out this door, I'm like, listen, now we can't be walking out this door looking any kind of way because you you're representing us in this house, but more importantly, you're representing yourself yeah. and how people view you. And it's, and it's not to say that those things matter but also you always want to present your best self in a situation I'm like we were trying to get a handle on that right now it's like because listen sis you get 13 I don't I don't know I don't know what we're gonna do but um definitely that's yeah, always like, interesting <laughs> yeah. it was one of my mentors that was like you have to show I'm sorry up. there was someone at the door going oh going. no you're fine. fine you have to show up for how you want others to show up for you so yes how you present yourself in the world is how is what would be presented in return to you. So and getting your daughter in a program right now may be very helpful for her so that she can be around other young ladies who, who value that. Yes. Yes. Um, And And that is so important on so many levels because also for them to see more girls that look look like them. Yep. Yep. And yet, and having a safe space of being able to do it around other young women versus like a boy. I remember when I was young and, and, you know, you all talk about, you know, doing this as a trailblazer. When I was young, I was always the darkest person skin tone wise. And I have a gap. And so they would call me blackie and, and gap tooth. So sometimes the world can be cruel to you. Whereas when you have a group of women or girls that you meet with and they they say, hey, beautiful, hey, queen. And then you just start being, you say, I'm beautiful, I'm a queen. So black women are so encouraging toward one another. Now we can be ugly too, but I'm saying 
in in general, we have learned right. through sisterhood to really be uh, uh, supportive. So I think your daughter would benefit from that greatly because oh, her absolutely. mama definitely is a diva. Oh. Yes. Before I get to my final, final question, because I I know we're getting ready to close. Mm. I just wanted to like say and state because, you know, our show and our listeners are predominantly women, but we have a few good men that listen to us, too. And Mm -hmm. I want to make the point, too, that etiquette has no bounds. It just is not. I know sometimes Mm -hmm. it appears that it's it's female facing women facing. But for men, too, this is Mm -hmm. something that 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 men can be a part of. There are certain things in the etiquette space that applies to them too. Absolutely. Do you have people that are males that are certified in? We do. We do. We have, excuse me, I'm sorry. We have (laughs) actually three men who are certified and who work with our boys across the country. Yes. Oh, I love We just, in fact, we get contacted by Rikers Island and different prisons to have our men come in and work on etiquette. So you just never know what doors this field can open for you. But yes, we do have men. Yes. I love what you're doing, Lady T. Love it. Thank you so much. Before we, how can our listeners connect with you? We know all about, of course, you guys, the National Association of Urban Etiquette Professionals. Make sure you plug in there. But is there any other ways or any other things that you like? how our listeners can connect or any works that you... Yes, well, of course, you're always um, welcome to go on Facebook. We, we have our own group, the National Association, or look me up, Trinette, Lady Trinette Wilson, on Instagram, at Lady uh, Trinette. And then um, give us a call. We love to hear from you, 800-291-6492. And if you want to contact me directly, if you are writing a book, and you want to bring that book to life. Again, these 52 books I've written, half of them I wrote for myself, the other half I wrote for other people. So as a ghost writer and a a book coach, we can teach you how to bring your book to market and how to market it. And so if you want to contact me directly, it's Lady T at Urban Girls, G-I-R-L-Z dot org. Lady T at urbangirls.org. And that that business right there, the book business, is really a part of a lot of people have a story to tell. They just sometimes need a little coaching on how to get how to get it out and how to get it in front of the right people. We're pros at that. And you can uh, look go on to be seen books.com. B B E Seen S E E N Books. B-O-O-K-S dot com uh, to learn more and see what we're doing out there. So I'm a, I'm a book girl. Again, I said a nerd du jour and that's the book side, but the etiquette piece, if you want to get in contact with us, definitely www.naueep.com. We will have all of that information linked in our show notes, ladies and gentlemen. So you can have direct access to all the things that lady T has just told us, told us about. Yes. I can sit and listen to you talk all day. There's something yes. about your voice. It's like very assertive and matter of fact, but I'm like, but yes, I am learning many things and I'm here <laughs> to learn and teach me all the things. I love it. Yes. <laughs> Thank you so much, Lady Trinette, for having us in your good graces today and sharing all the things you you, you actually open up, even for Terry and I on the etiquette side, especially <laughs> there were some things that we did not know we weren't aware prior to this conversation about th- that that particular industry and what that what etiquette in its fullness 
looks like and how it really plays a big piece into our lifestyle and we don't think about. So thank you for sharing with us today. And yeah, I'm just, I'm so excited for all the things that you have going on and, and how you are just, you are, you're definitely a trailblazer. We look up to you and we, of course, we wish you all the good things. We want to see this continue to move in a great way and definitely Another 25 years. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) But yeah, you guys are listening. This has definitely been amazing. Of course, you know, we love sharing with all the amazing Black women that we bring on our show. And, you know, it's our, our, our aim here on the show is to share in our lessons and, you know, really really, really just, you know, move into all the things that help us grow. So thank you for being a part of that. And yeah. Thank you for having me. It has been an awesome pleasure and honor to share with you all today. Thank you so much, Lady T. We appreciate you so much. Yes, we really do. Thank you. you. (laughs) And on that note, Melanate on that. Thank you for tuning in. Hope you enjoyed our chat today. Keep the conversation going by heading to iTunes to subscribe, rate, and leaving us a review. Have a story of your own to share? Email us at info at melanatedconversations.com or connect with us on social media at Melanated Conversations. Till next time, keep raising your voice. voice.